for a little over 20 years, I went to the same room almost every day of the week, including Sundays, most times. And I would go into this room and it was the same walls, the same floor, the same ceiling, the same mirrors on the wall. And I would teach martial arts classes. And I did this for over 20 years. And during that time, a very powerful desire was born in me to experience life outside those four walls. And I don't know exactly where you're at right now in terms of your work and your home, but I do know that we all get into these orbits that kind of get stuck. And that's what I think we have the opportunity to do is to open up our orbit to really make ourselves free to move about the planet in a way that feels right for us. Need nothing, appreciate everything, have it all. Welcome to the podcast that helps you architect your most self-authorized, productive, and fulfilled life. Join action philosopher Jesse Elder on a journey to greater joy, freedom, and wealth of every kind as he shares insights gained from the leading edge of liberated living. The hardest part is accepting just how easy success can be. And now, Jesse. Hey, it's Jesse, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if this is not your first time. Uh, and if it is your first time, uh, we're in for a ride today. This particular episode is around one of the five freedoms. And this is a really central philosophy to everything that we talk about here on the podcast. And the, philo- or the freedom that we're going to talk about today is the freedom of location. Now, it might sound a little bit sterile. It might sound a little bit a little bit boring, uh, but I can assure you that by the time we get through this podcast, you're going to be thinking in a whole new way about yourself, about the freedom that you actually have to move, move your body, the freedom you have to arrange your current space so that it is more uh, energizing and, and reflective of your vision of life, or perhaps even to move about the planet. These are all options that are available to you, and we're going to discuss some ways to truly get freedom of location today. Uh, Before we do that, I want to give a huge thank you to everybody that is connecting with us, either through reviews or ratings uh, or sending emails in. We've got the email set up for you at connect at jessielder.com, and I would love to see your experiences, anything that's happened for you uh, as a result of applying some of these philosophies, and I would love to read any questions you've got. Nothing's off limits, feel free to send the question in and uh, we'll be picking some of those and addressing those here in the podcast. Okay. So thank you for being here. Let's, uh, let's dive in. So first of all, the concept of freedom, such a uh, buzzword and for good reason, it's because we're born free. Humans are born free. We are born without any sort of uh, preconceived destiny. There's nothing that is already written for us. Uh, despite the fact that a lot of people are teaching that and preaching that and sort of resign themselves to the fact that humans can't control the direction of their lives, uh, I don't see any evidence to support that. In fact, I see evidence to support the exact opposite. Humans are free. You are born free and you have so much freedom. You can even choose to be a slave. You can even choose mental and emotional slavery. You can choose to keep thinking the same things, doing the same things. You can even choose to suffer. And I know that during the times in my life when I was suffering or in a lot of pain, that's the last thing that I wanted to hear. 
that I am choosing to suffer. But who else is, really? I mean, if you think about it, nobody outside of you is thinking your thoughts or feeling your feelings. Nobody's deciding which actions to take, only you are. And because of that, you actually have the freedom to choose something new. So freedom is a buzzword for good reason because it's innate to the human experience. It's a central part of who and what we are as these expressions of consciousness that are sort of individuated into these amazing physical bodies so that we can gain experience and learn and not just learn because I don't think life is some test you have to pass. I think this is the bonus round. I think we've already won. So freedom is uh, a core part of who we are as humans which is why we're so drawn to it. And freedom is also a two-sided coin. There's freedom from the things that you don't want so that you can eliminate them from your life and solve them and, and change them. But then there's also the freedom to. There's the freedom to explore. There's the freedom to uh, expand, the freedom to express your curiosity and the freedom to just do more epic stuff. I mean, this is a kind of a neat world that we live in. Why not experience it? But so many of us are taught and told and sort of conditioned into a very tight orbit. And what do I mean by that? Well, right now, you know, you're standing on a, uh, on a round surface and that round surface is uh, spinning. And I'm talking big round, like, like world size, and it's spinning. And yet you don't feel like you're spinning because you're on the surface, you're, you're in the orbit. So when you're in the orbit, you can't observe it. But if you were to zoom out, you'd probably be able to see some spinning happening. You can't see or feel an orbit when you're inside the orbit. And so right now, you definitely have an orbit. I have an orbit. We all have the things that we're used to doing. And maybe your orbit physically looks like waking up in the morning, walking to the restroom, the bathroom, uh, maybe going back to bed or maybe going into the kitchen. And these are very uh, useful orbits. These are very predictable, very natural and no problem. But then what? Then what happens to your orbit? Maybe you go sit in the chair you always sit in, or maybe you get in the car that you always get in and you drive to the place you always drive to every Monday and Wednesday and Friday or every Monday through Friday. And maybe you uh, take somebody somewhere that is what you normally do. And then you go somewhere else and you have these orbits. And if you were to look at the track of your body and where you go on any given day or any given week, if you're like most of us, you've got a pretty well-worn groove in the places that you usually go. And then maybe every couple of weeks or every couple of months, there'll be uh, an extended orbit. You know, you'll go visit someone, you'll go somewhere. Now you might be listening to this thinking, dude, you should see my orbit. It looks like, like air, air traffic control. It's all over the place. And, and that's cool too. However, physical orbits are only one part. We also have emotional orbits. We have emotions that we tend to swing back and forth and feel. And what determines this? Yes, our thinking and feelings, but your environment, the place that you live in, the objects that you surround yourself with, the places you go, these are all locations. These are all physical parts of your environment. And so here's what I invite you to do right now. Look around the space that you're in. You might be listening in your car, so you know, do it safely. Don't put your eyes in the back seat when there's traffic in front of you. But look around your vehicle if you're in one, or look around the room that you're in. 
and just give it a really quick yes or no. Does this room, does this space bring you energy? Does it make you feel more like you? Or does it feel less than? Is this something that you are completely satisfied with and you love the way that it feels? Or is it something that, given the time and the energy, you would change it? It's a simple yes or no. So what's your answer? If you look around and you think, yeah, this is exactly as I intended it. This is exactly as I envisioned it. I love this. This is, this is like a dream come true. It's either that or it's not that. And you're looking around and you're seeing, uh, you know, messes everywhere. You're seeing, you know, old shoddy stuff. You're seeing things that, you know, the, the, an old you made a decision to get or to have. So I'm not trying to be harsh here, but I just want to bring your attention to what you've created. You've created an environment that either is or is not energizing. It either produces energy and brings you a sense of, of fulfillment and, and peace and, and maybe confidence, or it doesn't. Now, here's the good news. You can take any room, any vehicle, you can take any environment, and you can put a little TLC, a little tender love and care into that. You can maybe you know crank up some music and go on a quick cleaning spree, and you can organize everything. And you know what? You will feel better. You'll feel more energy. Maybe you've got some stuff that you've been hanging on to that you could uh, get rid of, release it out into the world, you know, give it away, sell it on Craigslist or something. And you'll not only let go of that thing, but you'll now have a bunch of freed up energy. This is all part of the freedom of location. Your environment that you're surrounded with, the places that you go, the means by which you go there, these are all part of your third freedom. First is freedom of time. Second is freedom of money. The third is freedom of location. You know, when I was first getting started in, uh, in teaching, when I was teaching, um, opened my first martial arts school, and I was 23 years old, and it'd been, my life had been martial arts for years. So I was 15 when I started teaching classes. And by the time I was 17, I remember vividly telling my parents at the dinner table, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just want to teach martial arts. And they were very supportive. They just gave me a thumbs up, said, we're sure you can do it. And then they stayed out of my way and I went and did it. What I didn't realize is that by choosing that path, what I was also choosing was to go to the same room every day and spend roughly half to two-thirds of my day in that room. I didn't realize the cost of this until years later. And one of the more useful lies that I told myself is that this is an inner journey. You know, I, I, don't, I don't need to travel. I, I don't need to get a different house or, or, or take more vacations. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. You know, I have everything I need right here. I've within these four walls, I've got my students, I've got my business, I've, I've got everything I need. And then I would feel that quiet, unsettled restlessness. The part of me that said, why don't you just go see a movie today? Why don't, why don't you just go 
on vacation. And immediately what came up is I don't have time. You know, I was trapped in my time and I was very happy to be trapped because I had a lot of meaning and a lot of purpose and it was very fulfilling. But I also didn't have a choice. And I went to the same room for over 20 years and taught those classes and overwhelmingly was incredibly fulfilled by what I did. I was very happy with the work that was being done. And while it was happening, there really truly isn't anything else that I would have rather be doing. However, it wasn't until years into this process, years into this journey, that I realized I could do the work and still expand my orbit. I could do the teaching. I could teach my classes. Eventually, I had staff members and team members that I was working with. I could still do all of that and expand my horizons. And this, is, this was my first understanding of this freedom of location, that I'm not trapped and neither are you. We might not know how to change the situation, but that doesn't mean we can't change it. If you have a desire to open your orbit and to become more of who you are through experience out in this incredible world, guess what? There's so many ways that you can experience that. And as I made the freedom of location a priority for me, as I made my mind focus on how can I have more freedom of location? How can I experience something different? I started small. You know what I did? I started taking a different way to work in the morning. Instead of taking the same street, I would take a longer way. Sometimes it was way out of my way geographically. You know, it added 10 minutes or 15 minutes onto my drive. But I started to understand, you know, I'm not driving just to get there. That's just the physical orbit. But I have a mental orbit. I have thoughts that I've, I realize I just keep thinking and it's starting to feel a little constrictive. So as I would take these scenic routes, as I would take these different ways of seeing what else was in the world, I started to feel like more of myself. I started to feel like I have this incredible uh, like sense of adventure, all from something as simple as taking a different way to work. All that would happen is I would take a little longer way. I remember this one road that went through these trees and I, it reminded me of going camping. And, you know, I'd arrive at my place and my, my place of work in a totally different state of mind. Something as simple as changing my, my orbit, shifting my route to work, totally changed everything. Eventually, as I expanded my own freedom of location, what I started to see was more possibility. I started to have more ideas about what to do. And I started including other people. I started inviting friends and family and team members to start having these sort of, uh, I don't know if you'd call it field trips, but starting to have these adventures and opening up our own orbits. And then I started doing it with clients. And without changing anything else about the job, the job actually changed. Because we were going in to work as more expanded, uh, happier, sort of satisfied, more adventurous versions of ourselves, all from changing the orbit, changing the way that we were going to work or changing how we were going to work. Uh, I began to, to change my method of going. Sometimes I'd ride my bicycle. Sometimes I would go for a jog and get there. Other times I would... Uh, and. and Various years, I had a motorcycle and I'd get the Ducati out and I'd head out for a little ride and, and arrive there. And I found that by changing my mode of transportation, my mind changed and, and I my heart opened and I just felt like more of me. So <laughs> you, you have your own orbits 
your own home, your own work, if there, if that's in your life, you have your own office, perhaps school. And I'm just here to suggest that the first place that you want to shift this freedom of location is for you to start changing how you're moving between those existing places. Okay. Just give that a shot, judge by results, but I think you'll find there's a little more life in your time. Okay. Everybody's trying to put more time in their life, but it really is the other way. It's about having more life in your hours. Okay. So second thing, and this is what, what a lot of people are, uh, I myself was chasing this for a long time. I need to upgrade my place. I have to upgrade my car. I have to upgrade my, my location, you know, and yes, very important. This uh, second phase here, first, we shift our orbits. Secondly, you upgrade your surroundings. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this, but uh, have you ever had the experience of not liking the place you live in? You know, maybe it just had some old energy and maybe there's an old, you know, relationship or, you know, maybe you grew up there and, and you, you have to get away from it. That's natural and it's healthy. Cool. But you maybe you've had the experience of being in a, you know, a place that was too small for you or maybe small for your family and you leave and you go to a new place and for a few weeks or a few months, doesn't it feel so good? Like you're like, ah, oh, this is my new place. And you kind of stretch and you feel sort of reborn and upgraded and like a new version of you. And then you start to realize that, oh, with a little bigger garage, now there's even uh, more mess that you can make. Isn't that funny? <laughs> or you start to find that with a bigger kitchen and a bigger refrigerator, now you can have even more meals go bad. I don't know if you've ever done that, but I certainly have had that experience. And so it's not just about upgrading the place and getting to a new place. It's about upgrading our own habits and changing how we are being in the places that we are. You know, I've lived in very, very small places that felt so good energetically because it was clean and, and organized. And, you know, I would take my shoes off at the front door and walk in and it just it felt like me. And I, and I liked the way that felt. Um, I, you know, I've also had the experience of living in a, in a huge, relatively huge house. I, I had a house in Austin that was over 5,000 square feet and I got it because I wanted to have the experience and see what that was like. I found a way to make it happen and I hosted clients and friends and parties and events and all this kind of stuff. And honestly, that house had less of an authentic energy than some of the tiny apartments that I lived in. So it's not about the place and I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a big place, but my point is, it's the energy that we put into our surroundings that is the most important thing, not the surroundings themselves. I've worked with many people personally who live behind gated walls inside a house which has triple layered security, and that was the perfect metaphor for their heart. It was the perfect metaphor for their mind, closed-minded, closed-hearted by their own admission, living behind walls of, and layers of security and I just thought, wow, you know, this is really interesting when how your outer reality sort of matches your inner reality. So if the first area of location freedom is changing your orbits, the second area of location freedom is changing your environment. And the way you change your environment is you put more energy into it. You are more intentional. You get rid of clutter. You are more organized. You have the things in your life that you love and appreciate and have value with or have value from. And you let anything else go. You know, on the, on the rare occasion of my life that I've lost something or, you know, a couple of times in my life, I've, I've had something go missing only to realize that, shoot, somebody actually grabbed it. And so in those moments that it's happened, I've just chosen not to fight it. 
Like, you know what? I obviously at a subconscious level don't need that thing in my life. Otherwise I probably would have taken better care of it. And I've just learned not to have any attachment to that. And that being said, the things in my life that I do value, I take really good care of. I love the things in my life that provide use value and entertainment value and, and are, are useful in the creation of something else, whether it's a keyboard or a microphone. There's all these tools of life that I think are really worth taking care of. And as you, as any of us, put more energy into our environment, what happens is you begin to expand your heart, your mind, your, your style, your tastes, your creativity, all of that begins to expand. And then guess what happens? You will make complete peace with your environment because it will be an expression of you. And then if you so desire to have an upgraded, expanded environment, meaning a new place or a new office or a new vehicle or vehicles, or perhaps just a new mode of transportation where you don't even have a car at all. You just, you know, have somebody that picks you up and takes you to the airport and then you fly away. You will expand your physical environments as you expand your energy. And so rather than chasing the dream of I'm going to get the house and the mortgage and the property and then I'll be happy. No, you'll be you. So why not take exceedingly good care of where you are right now? in practice for this newer upgraded environment that you are creating, that you're thinking of, that you're attracting. Makes sense so far? So, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with, with, gosh, probably hundreds of people by now around this freedom of location. And because at various times in my life, I am uh, very much a nomad and, and have enjoyed for months and months on end uh, taking one-way tickets to various places around the world. And I'm extremely appreciative of the things that are, have unfolded in my life that make this a reality. I'm very appreciative to the choices that my mentors and coaches helped me to see so that I didn't stay trapped in old thinking and limited beliefs about, about abundance and scarcity, all that stuff. I'm very appreciative to be where I am. And one of the ways that I've expressed that appreciation is to go and explore more of this beautiful planet so that I can sort of report from the front lines of liberated living experientially, not intellectually. I'd rather go someplace than read about it. I'd rather experience it. And so sometimes there's a, uh, I just want to set something straight here. It would be easy to assume perhaps that here's this guy who's a nomad, who's talking about freedom of vocation. And you might interpret that, or it might be interpreted as I'm saying, you know, leave your job, you know, get rid of your house and just travel. And that's not what I'm talking about at all. You have a personal relationship with the energy of your life and the energy of your movements. And if your idea of sanctuary is having a place that you can go to every day that has your favorite chair, that has maybe a, a blanket around the back of it, it's got maybe a little pillow in the corner that you just love every time you look at it, it's got a little table next to it, there's a little speaker that you can listen to your favorite music, and there's your favorite mug where every day you make your same favorite beverage, and you get in that chair, and you curl up, and you close your eyes and listen to music, and you drink your beverage or you read a book, or you meditate, or you just take a nap, or maybe your idea is sitting in that chair and picking up the old clicker and punching the screen and the TV comes on and, ah, sanctuary. 
Look, if that's your idea of sanctuary, I'm giving you a virtual high five right now because you've arrived. You found what makes you happy. My challenge to you is to just continually expand that and explore that. If you like sitting on the couch and watching TV, well, here's my challenge for you. How can you make that even better? And I, I haven't personally owned a TV in, in years, and I, I don't really watch any of it. But I am a huge fan of the enthusiasm that many of my friends have for television. I'm not a fan of the, of the TV particularly, but I love seeing the enthusiasm that my friends have and hearing them talk about this party that they're going to go to and everybody's going to get together and watch the show. Well, I think that's awesome. And if I were to be a TV watcher, I would probably do that same sort of thing too. Point is, there's always a way to improve your enjoyment of your location, your enjoyment of your environment. I also know that comfort kills creativity. Getting in a rut and doing the same thing over and over without expansion will cause a calcification, a hardening uh, of the attitudes, so to speak, where you just start thinking kind of like everybody else. And again, if that's your choice, totally cool. But I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast if you were interested in living a, uh, a very, uh, let's say, average life. Freedom of location means putting your energy into your environments. And it doesn't mean that you have to travel. And that may not be energizing for you. With that being said, we're now going to turn to the third part of this podcast and the third strategy, if you will, for experiencing and achieving greater freedom in your life, freedom of location. In, uh, let's see, I was around 2011, I was beginning to get the hang of this whole freedom thing. And I'd worked myself to the level of having an entire morning a week. Every Friday was, was my me time. And I would uh, had a little loft that I had... Uh, end up uh, getting my hands on and it was my, my like my my space and there was some art in there and music and I would just go there every Friday and I would it wasn't my martial arts schools it, you know wasn't my home it was a separate space and so I'd gotten pretty good at enjoying that space and being more creative in there but what I also started to feel was a restlessness like I wanted to see the world more I wanted to explore and open my mind and so I set a goal to take a 30-day sabbatical now, that idea, when it first came in, was so compelling that it actually triggered fear in me, fear of the loss of this vision that was so beautiful. And I, I don't know if you've ever had the, of course, I'm sure you've had the experience of wanting something so badly that it hurt. Wanting to experience something or have something or, or, or go somewhere, or do something, or maybe be with someone and wanting that so bad that it hurt that you didn't have it. Well, that's where I was with this whole freedom thing. You know, for me, having spent uh, at that point a decade and a half in um, one room, basically, you know, spending all of this time in one room for 15 years. It was not like I was trapped there, but you know what I mean? It was it was a pretty tight orbit. The idea of having 30 days, 30 days to myself with no obligations no commitments, only to explore the outer reaches of my own thoughts and my own interests. That idea was so compelling to me, and it motivated me so much 
that I decided to make it happen. So I began setting a goal and began visualizing it and started looking for how I could make it happen. Sure enough, in uh, October of 2011, that was the month. I ended up taking an entire month off. I told my team at the time and prepared everybody around me. I actually got a second cell phone so that my my phone was turned off. I ceremoniously put it in a box, closed the box, sealed the box with tape, and put it in a drawer. That was my metaphorical way of getting rid of that. And I gave I had a second phone, which I gave the number to my friends and my family and my office manager at the time. And October 1st, I said goodbye to my staff. I said, I'll see you in, uh, on, on Halloween in the United States. There was a, an event that we we're going to do for the kids, some costume party or something. And so I thought, all right, I'll see you guys in a month. So this was a, a big deal. This is total freedom of time and freedom of money because I'd saved up some and I, and I had developed enough of a team. But anybody can do this. It just takes you figuring out what you need for 30 days. First day... I woke up in the morning and uh, was kind of freaking out because I didn't have any classes to teach. I hadn't properly developed other parts of me outside of my profession. And uh, (laughs) I ended up sort of stumbling my way through the day in a fog. Uh, I'll tell you this. My my closet got really clean. Uh, My car, immaculately detailed. Uh, straightened up some things around the house. And I was like, all right, this isn't going to work. I need to find something totally new, something totally different. So I set a little intention that night. And when I woke up the next day, I thought, no, I'm going to do something that is so out of character for me. Something that's so unlike anything that I would normally do that it has no choice but to either make me love my normal habits so much, or maybe it opens me to something new. So I (laughs) sat down on the couch and uh, picked up the remote turned on the TV and thought, I'm going to watch TV. And I had no idea what to watch because I wasn't familiar with anything. But I'd heard something about the show called Mad Men. So I clicked on season one, episode one. And I think the term is binge watch. I binge watched like a mother trucker. I watched two seasons that day. About halfway through, I realized that all these guys are drinking in the morning. And I thought that would be a unique experience. Never done this before. So I made myself a martini at 1030 in the morning and I sipped a martini on my couch and watched Mad Men. Feeling all sorts of guilt, (laughs) feeling all sorts of laziness. And what am I doing? And I thought, look, I'm going to have to learn to deal with this feeling of, you know, uh, I'm supposed to be somewhere else. No, that's all been handled. This is my chance to be just be with myself. It was weird. By the uh, middle of the second season, <laughs> I was uh, two martinis in, and I had really started to get the hang of this watching TV during the middle of the day thing. And that's when I started to feel my tanks getting filled. I thought, you know, this is a cool experience, something I've never done before, not something I'm likely to ever do again. But now I knew. Now I knew that sitting on the couch and watching TV, you know, not my thing. And now I felt even more energy to go and create something else out in the world. You know, when you when you experience something you don't want, you know always so much more clearly and more deeply what you do want. So I realized what I want is to stimulate my mind. What I want is to stimulate my, my heart. I want to open my heart. I want to experience more, more of life. And I want to share more with my family and my friends. So I just went Googling and I started looking for things to do. And next thing you know, 
I found this conference in New York to go to. And then uh, I, I went to go visit my sister in Los Angeles. And then I ended up booking a train from Los Angeles back to Texas. And I had all of these very unique experiences. I found myself in Times Square uh, the evening of the, uh, the the Occupy Wall Street fiasco, all of the energy and all the stuff that was put into that, all the the emotion, and I found myself in Times Square the, that day. And I'm wondering, was there a parade I didn't know about? There's sure a lot of people around. They they sure look pretty excited about something. Is it one of those kind of Forrest Gump moments? You just find yourself at these times in history. I went and trained uh, jujitsu with Eddie Bravo, who's somebody that I respect so much. And I got to take a couple of classes with him. Next thing you know, I'm on the mat and one foot's in my face and it's Chuck Liddell, the, the UFC fighter. And there's all these guys on the mat. And then I look over and Joe Rogan's like three matches over. And then, you know, Eddie's on top of me choking me out. And this was like a fantastic experience because it was so leading edge. It was so outside of my normal orbits. And what ended up happening as a result is I expanded. I began to get more clear about my values, about my vision, about how I could show up in the world and serve more powerfully. None of that would have happened if I would have maintained my old orbits. And so that month of sabbatical led to some significant decisions because I started to tap more into my uh, frequency. I started to tap more into my own feelings about what was right for me. And I began to move forward in my life according to those and, and I began to show up more fully and, and more present for the people that I loved and people that I care about because I wasn't in pain. And I realized that I, I had been normalizing a certain amount of pain. I'd been lying to myself saying, this isn't that bad. You know, I, I don't mind teaching 10 classes a day at the same building that I've been coming for 15 years. The reality was I did mind and it was sort of crushing my soul. It didn't mean I didn't love teaching and and care about the progress of the students, but I was denying my own signal. And that 30 days really, really changed things for me. And it led to choices that within the next year um, meant that I ended up selling the business that I'd had for my, most of my life. It also opened up some awarenesses about the relationship that I was in. And I realized, we, we both realized that we were growing in different directions and that it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't healthy for either one of us. And so that relationship ended up transitioning. Uh, we ended up not being married anymore. And it led to a lot of other change in my life, all of which I have a deep respect for because all you know is where you are and all you know is what you really deeply, truly want next. And there's nobody that can tell what that is except for you. And you can't feel that when you're in the same orbit. I couldn't. I was in the same orbit for 15 years, longer. But as I began to change my physical orbit and how I was moving around, and then I began to change my environment, and then I began to change my experiences and getting out and traveling, and I started to feel deeper and deeper connection with that inner signal, deeper connection with, with the, you know, the bigger part of me. And we all have that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the part of you that makes you, you, it's, it's your consciousness expressing itself through this body. You know, with all due respect, doctors and scientists don't really, they don't know what it is. They just, all they agree on is that the, the, the dead ones don't have it and the, the, the alive ones do.
That's, that's about as, as tactical as they can get. But you, you feel it. You feel when you're on track. You feel when you're doing things that feel right for you. And my life has become a, a, a true celebration and an honoring of that frequency and that signal. And, and that's why this podcast is so special to me is because you're showing up as you. You're showing up with nothing to hide nothing to prove and you're just listening to this and and sort of having this this connection because this is between you and your future self so this freedom freedom of location is really worth developing and you may not choose to take it to the extreme of being a total nomad or you might you know you may say yeah but i have kids and i don't want to travel with them well I get it. I've, 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 I've had that experience myself for many, many years. I also know that the joy and the, the adventure and the holistic energy of traveling with children, traveling with family and seeing their eyes light up as they see new things. So as always, there's no right or wrong way to do this, but this is a beautiful planet. There's a lot of things that you can experience in this world that are all in one way or another, a reflection of your own vision. And you'll always see what you're looking for. As I've traveled this world um, and going to many different countries and increasing numbers of cultures and finding myself in all sorts of very abstract, random environments from number one hotel in the world to a grass hut in Ethiopia eating uh, burnt banana leaves and, and chewing on, on chat, the local uh, substance. <laughs> and what I found is that everybody in the world, as far as I can tell, everybody just wants the same thing. Everybody just wants to feel better. And you know what? In, in my travels, connecting with people all over the world, I have not detected any drama or struggle. I, I don't detect suffering. I see people who are living their lives, who are making choices to do the things that they're doing. And I also see, also see plenty of people in every environment who have chosen to do things differently. There's a, a little boy in Ethiopia. We, we had pulled over uh, on, our, on our trip that day. We were, we were doing about 100 to 120 kilometers every day. And we pulled over for uh, Buna, for the local coffee. So we sit down and we're drinking coffee and just enjoying the, you know, the sights and the sounds. And there's a little boy, he's probably eight, eight years old or so. And he was walking down the street and he was pushing a car, a little car that he'd made. So he had this little wooden car. Uh, or wooden wheels attached to, to a milk carton. So just imagine a milk carton with wheels punched into the side. And then there's a hole in the top of the carton and coming out of it was a stick. And at the end of the stick was a little, uh, another disc, like a steering wheel. So this kid or somebody had taken this stick, hammered the, the nail through the, the disc, and now he had this little steering wheel and he's just driving this little car. And I'm just watching this kid. We're all kind of looking and we're waving at him. And this kid stops and everybody kind of went back to their buna and their drinking coffee and this kid stops and and i wish i could show you on video right now this kid saw that i was looking at the car he saw that i was looking at at this toy and i was kind of smiling like you know nice toy you know like nice car man 
And this kid looks at me, and I swear, he looks at me and just kind of arched an eyebrow, and then very discreetly looked at the car, looked back at me, nodded his head at the car like, this could be yours. (laughs) This kid is closing me on buying his toy. (laughs) This kid was enterprising. This kid saw a uh, potential need, uh, a potential curiosity on the part of this this foreign dude, me. And this kid, without saying a word, looked at me, kind of arched his eyebrow, looked back at the car, looked back at me. And he was like, you know. (laughs) And I just thought, you know, I don't really have a use for this car, but uh, I do appreciate this kid. And, you know, I just gave him a thumbs up and I waved at him and and it was a nice exchange. He just started laughing, smiling, and, and walked away. Both of our spirits were elevated for the encounter. My point in sharing that is, beside the fact that if you want to get a you know milk carton car, there's a kid in Ethiopia who would no doubt sell it to you. But my point is that people everywhere make choices about improving their situation. It's what human beings do. And as you make choices to improve your own situation... And to actually see more of this world rather than relying on other people's thoughts, other people's judgment, other people's opinions, you'll you'll feel like more of yourself. You'll feel more of your own unique thoughts. You'll you'll feel more of your own authenticity. You'll feel, feel more of your own intuition. In fact, that will get so turned up and so dialed in that you will stop making any decisions based purely on logic and what's the smart thing to do. You'll realize the smartest possible thing that you can do is to make your intuition tactical, where you get such clear sense of what's right for you and what's not right for you based on personal experience, based on personal values, based on your vision for your life, not some inherited, recycled, regurgitated, stale idea of what's supposed to be safe or what was thought to be safe 40 years ago when people first learned it. That is not the world we live in anymore, and it never will be. So not only is it, from my perspective, I think it is a stupid move to allow others to do our thinking for us. I think it's the most responsible thing that we could do is to take total uh, responsibility for our freedoms, including very much the freedom of location. If you have the dream or the desire or the vision of exploring and experiencing more, you can start right now today. And maybe right now it just means listening to this podcast. Maybe it means getting your hands on some other resources and materials. Maybe it means changing the screensaver on your computer or changing the background photo on your phone so that it reflects something that gives you energy that you're moving towards. There's so many techniques and so many ways of doing this. But what I do know is that as you open your orbits, you become more of who you were born to be. And there's a direct connection between the shift of your orbit and your evolution as a human being. So let's keep those orbits open. I would love to hear how you've implemented this. And maybe one day we'll have a chance to meet in person. Maybe you can show me some pictures from your travel or tell me a story about how you upgraded your environment. Um, I'm always looking for inspiration and nothing inspires me more than seeing what you do with this material. So thank you for tuning in. These freedoms are something you're born with. Uh, and you have the opportunity to exercise them every single day. I'd love to hear more about it. Send an email to connect at jesseelder.com. 
And as always, thank you so much for making time in your day to share with me here. Have an amazing rest of your day and uh, I'll talk to you soon.